To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shine. Hey Koala Kids, and welcome back to Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you stories and giving you facts and ideas that will make your brain grow as big as Belch the Black Hole. <laughs> welcome back everyone to part two of the Belch that cancelled Christmas. Now, if you remember, things aren't looking so cheery for Santa and his elves. In fact, it's a 100% complete and total disaster. We were all so excited, weren't we, when Wiz came up with an ingenious way to get the black hole belch to burp out all of the stars he'd swallowed. But when Sasha and Mungo shot off into space on a toy rocket, armed with the uber-fizzy pop concoction, they flew right into Belch's big mouth. And now we don't know if they'll ever be able to escape. Wait, what's that I hear someone calling? Ah, you're asking exactly what is a black hole anyway? Well, that's a very good question. A very good question indeed. A black hole is what forms when a very big star dies. Yeah, really. There are millions and millions of stars in our universe, and the closest one to us is the one we call the Sun. A star has lots of fuel to keep itself burning so brightly and lighting up the sky. But when it runs out of fuel, it dies. Its light gradually goes out and it collapses. It has one final big explosive burst of light called a supernova, and then it turns into a black hole. A black hole has the most gravity of any object in the whole universe. They act like huge, super powerful vacuum cleaners sucking everything up. Nothing can escape from its hungry hoovering. Not planets, not meteors, and not stars. And Belch is an especially nasty black hole, who seems to enjoy swallowing anything that crosses his path. Ugh, can you hear him up there now, gloating? Listen! <laughs> you minions thought you could beat Lord Belch, sending two puny elves my way. With one chump from me, they disappear, and so does Christmas Day. <laughs> Gosh, I hope Wiz has some bright ideas to get Sasha and Mungo out of Belch's belly. Let's join her outside Santa's warehouse with her computer, where she's desperately tapping on buttons. Oh dear, oh dear, she mutters under her breath, while Santa and the other elves look on. They're all wishing that she'll be able to work out what's happened to Sasha and Mungo, but it isn't looking very hopeful. I can't get through to them, she says. She taps a few more buttons, but the computer just beeps rather sadly. Wiz is at a loss for what to do. She's tried it all. Then an idea strikes her. There is one more thing she can do. 
What are you doing there, Wiz? Santa asks her, as she attaches a peculiar-looking device to the side of her computer. It's got flashing yellow lights and two antennae. In fact, it looks rather like a super-sized electronic bug. This, Wiz tells them, is a device she's invented, but she's never had the opportunity to use it before, and she has no idea whether it will even work. It's called the Intergalactic Gamma Telegrapher. It's like a walkie-talkie, Wiz explains, when she sees a frown of confusion appear on Santa's face. But one that can travel all through different universes. Maybe, she adds, jabbing a button, it will be able to make contact with Sasha and Mungo. With a final tweak, the sound of radio static comes out of the computer. It's just white noise, meaningless crackling. Come on, come on, whispers Wiz, more to herself than to her computer. Tapping on a button, she leans her ear towards her computer, testing if she can hear anything through the static. Suddenly, she jumps. Did you hear that? She cries, looking around. But all the other elves just look at her in bafflement. She leans in once more, and then she hears it again. It's a voice emerging from the white noise. It seems to be saying fizz, or maybe it's saying quiz? In a galaxy far, far away. Or, actually, not a galaxy at all in the topsy-turvy upside-down that exists on the other side of the supermassive black hole, Sasha the Elf gives the radio and his toy rocket a good hard tap. <sighs> Is this thing even working? He groans, pouting and scratching his sparkly elf hat. Mungo gives him a dopey grin. Give it another whack, he advises. So Sasha gives it another whack. And then the sound can be heard again. The sound of a very familiar voice. Whiz! Both Sasha and Mungo shout, excitement rippling through their bellies. Whiz, whiz! Is that really you? Mungo? The voice comes through crackily. Sasha, can you hear me? We can hear you! Sasha calls. Yeah! Mungo shouts. Hi, Whiz! Oh, wow, Whee! Am I glad to hear your voices, says Whiz. Her voice coming out more clearly now. Oh, we thought you were lost forever. No, not lost, said Sasha. But somewhere very strange indeed. In the upside down, Mungo explains. Well, what's been happening since you got there? Wiz asks. Sasha and Mungo exchange a wide-eyed look. It's quite a crazy story, Sasha says, so buckle up for the ride. When they'd accidentally flown right into Belch's mouth, because they couldn't see anything at all in the starless galaxy, it had been a very odd sensation indeed. It was like their bodies had been turned into silly putty, and they were being stretched and squidged all this way and that. They felt their arms and legs and torsos and heads being stretched out for miles and miles and miles, over light years and light years and light years until... Pop! they found themselves in the Upside Down. And they had never been in a place quite as peculiar as the Upside Down. First of all, the place was pitch black. But at the same time, it pulsed with strange neon lights, pink and green and blue. It was very large, 
an endless expanse of space. But at the same time, they felt like they were wrapped up tight, like they'd been swaddled in blankets. When they tried to move the rocket at speed, they got nowhere at all. But when they were barely moving, they seemed to cover huge distances and end up in an entirely different part of the Upside Down. Suffice to say, it was very confusing. Up was down, and back was front, and time moved in squiggles, and there was absolutely no way of getting your head around it. So they stopped trying. Instead, they drifted through the Upside Down, passing everything, they assumed, that Belch had ever swallowed. They saw mountains and rivers and lakes. They saw meteorites and strangely shaped planets and huge space crystals that sometimes were as smooth as silk and sometimes jagged like a knife's serrated edge. At last, they saw a cluster of bright white lights, like fairy lights. But when they got closer, they saw that they were people. They looked almost human, but they were very large and they had a shining golden aura all around them. When Sasha and Mungo ask these people who they are, they explain in the most beautiful voices, we are the stars. No way, Sasha cried. It's you we've been looking for. We need to get you out of this black hole straight away so you can light the way for Santa's sleigh. The star people smiled at them softly, but a little sadly too. They explained in voices that tinkled like starlight that there was nothing they'd like more to escape the black hole and return to their posts in the night sky. As they spoke, Sasha and Mungo saw more and more of them appear, huge crowds of star people, all glowing softly in Belch's deep, dark stomach. Don't worry, the elves had reassured the stars. We'll find a way to get you out of here. But when they carried on their drifting, they admitted to each other that they weren't entirely sure if they would ever get out. And that's when we heard your voice coming through the radio, Sasha concludes, which was the best thing we could have ever heard. So, Wiz, have we got a plan? Actually, Sasha, Wiz's voice crackles through the radio. We do. Have you still got the uber fizzy pop? We sure do, Sasha says, feeling beneath his feet for the bottle. Good, says Wiz. Now listen up. She then explains that they need to find the white hole which lies at the centre of the black hole and to pour the uber-fizzy pop into it to make Belch burp. The only thing is, she warns them, it gets pretty tough to move at the centre of a black hole because the air is so dense with meanness and unkindness and all the other things black holes love. So you'll have to be extra strong. Gotcha, Sasha says. Then he and Mungo push the rocket a little further out into the Upside Down. The rocket swims swiftly through space, and then they notice it beginning to slow down. It's as though they're flying through sludge, until at last the rocket holds all together. Look, says Mungo. Sasha follows Mungo's finger, and up ahead they see it, the white hole, a spinning disc of light up ahead. Sasha picks up the bottle of uber fizzy pop. Let's do this, he says. The two of them begin to trudge through the upside down, and quickly they see that Wiz is right. Though it seems like empty space between them and the white hole, 
It is as thick and treacherous as treacle, and very difficult to wade through indeed. Each step is an almighty effort, and soon the two of them are sweating, their limbs aching and their hearts racing. <sighs> All this meanness in Belch's core, <sighs> Sasha pants. <sighs> I can't take it. I can't get through. Mungo looks at his friend. You can do it, Sesha, he says. They take another aching step, like dragging their legs through setting cement. Sasha lets out a long groan and falls down onto his knees. He is absolutely exhausted. I can't make it, Mungo, he says. It's just too far. It's too hard. And it's just too mean. Now Mungo, as we know, wasn't an elf with a particularly special gift. He wasn't super brave like Sasha. And he wasn't a technology genius like Wiz. He'd never done anything impressive or shown any particular talent or skill. But there was one thing he did have. He had a big, kind heart, and he loved his friends dearly. And the thing about kindness and love? Well, it's the best weapon against meanness. So now, as Mungo looks at his best pal, Sasha, sunk achingly to his knees, he's filled with a great, warm surge of love and kindness. It spills through his body and seems to flow out through him, lighting up the darkness of the great upside down. Even when evil and meanness threaten, I'll be the first to say, there's nothing better than love and friendship for saving Christmas Day. And with those words, Mungo reaches down, lifts Sasha up and carries him in his arms. He trudges through the treacly meanness of Belcher's core. One step, two step, three step. He counts them as he goes. And though it hurts and makes every muscle in his body quiver and quake with the effort, at last he reaches the edge of the white hole. Here, Sasha, he says. Sasha takes the bottle of uber fizzy pop and uncorks it. Before he pours it into the white hole, he looks at his friend. You really are a truly special elf, Mungo, he says. Then he empties the bottle into the white hole. A rumbling, a grumbling, like an earthquake through the whole universe. And then... <gasps> Sasha and Mungo and all of the stars and everything else Belcher's ever swallowed up are expelled in one mighty, world-shattering burp back out into the universe. Oh, hello, says Sasha in a bit of a daze. Am I hallucinating? Because it looks like Wiz is right in front of me. But that can't be right. I must have gone completely mad. Wiz breaks into a big smile. No, you silly elf. You're not hallucinating. It's me, Wiz. Get in. Sasha and Mungo climb into the spaceship that Wiz has brought to meet them. And then Sasha and Wiz, reunited, are hugging each other, and Mungo's joining in too. Through the window can be seen all the stars back in their rightful place, twinkling brightly in the sky. Even when meanness and evil threaten, we'll be the first to say, 
There's nothing better than love and friendship for saving Christmas Day. But what are you doing here, Wiz? Mungo asks. Well, 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 she says. We're here to defeat Belch once and for all, of course. And then she shows them. Out of the window, the whole team of Santa's elves are all hovering in space nearby them. Some are riding toy spaceships, and others in toy rockets, and some are on magical toy flying horses. Between them all, they're carrying reams and reams of Christmas wrapping ribbon in red and blue and green. What you doing with all that ribbon, Wiz? Sasha asks, cocking his head to one side. But Wiz only winks at him and presses a button on her spaceship dashboard. <laughs> it's better if I just show you, she says. Let's go. At her words, all of the elves and all of their spacecrafts begin to shoot in wide, wide circles through the galaxy. Some go one way, some go the other. Some fly upwards and others plummet downwards. Sasha and Mungo watch in awe as the elves fly in huge circles around Belch the Black Hole, wrapping him up in Christmas ribbon. Once the ribbon is wrapped around him, like hundreds of lassoes, Wiz shouts, Okay! Squeeze! And the elves zoom off in opposite directions, squeezing Belch tightly in the wrapping ribbon. They pull, and they pull, and they pull, and soon Belch begins to shrink. They shrink him so small that at last they can fit him into a sparkly Christmas box. And once they get him in, they shut the lid and tie him down tight. <laughs> there we go, says Sasha triumphantly. Now Belch will never be able to swallow the stars and try and cancel Christmas ever again. That very night, with the stars out in their multitudes, casting their milky light over the black wintry sky, Santa and his reindeers lift off through the snowy plains of the North Pole and fly off through the air. Sasha, Wiz and Mungo, the three best of friends, are absolutely exhausted. But you wouldn't blame them for that. They've had a long and arduous day. It isn't often that some little elves have to save Christmas from the jaws of a black hole. The three friends watch Santa and the bright red spot of Rudolph's nose shooting through the sky. Ho, 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 he cries. And then the elves hear Santa sing. And what do you think it is that Santa sang as he began his journey, delivering presents to everyone in the whole wide world? Yep, that's right. Even when meanness and evil threaten, we'll be the first to say There's nothing better than love and friendship for saving Christmas Day Well, koala kids, it's done! Christmas is saved! <laughs> Take that, Belch! Phew, there'll be turkey on the tables and baubles on the trees this year Ah, What's your favourite thing about Christmas? Why don't you tell me via the link in the show notes? And if you'd like, send me a voice note. I'd love to play them on the pod. Well, that's it for today, Koala Kids. Wishing you all the very merriest of Christmases. Keep on shining! Koala Shine! <laughs>